Welcome to Your Mental Breakdown, the podcast where you get to follow along with a client in real therapy sessions. And you'll hear two licensed psychotherapists. That's us. Breaking it down afterwards, so you get a look behind the curtain. In this episode, we talk about finding self-confidence, compassion for self, and your support system. You'll hear Doug and Drew process anxiety that he experiences during the session. In the breakdown, we explore interdependence in relationships and focusing on others ahead of ourselves. And in other news, Doug is going live on the Facebook group every week, and you can be part of our community there by going to Facebook, searching for Your Mental Breakdown, and clicking on the group to join. And Meredith has been keeping a Corona diary that you can read and discuss on the blog section on our website, yourmentalbreakdown.com. Stick around. Bye. Welcome. I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is Your Mental Breakdown. Hi, Doug. Hello, Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> we're really funny. Uh, we're really lame. And funny. That's true. They often go hand in hand. They sure do. Yeah. Do you remember when you were first starting out what what it was that got you to to loosen up and be comfortable enough with clients to joke around? Um, I, I just drank a lot before. <laughs> <laughs> right before sessions. <laughs> JK. Right. I, I remember, I think we were talking about this back when we were doing the round table thing that I was so like. <laughs> yeah. You said you were scared to move. Yeah, I was. I was petrified. I, I thought like being a good therapist meant I had to just project nothing at all, no personality, no nothing, blank slate, and just be there for them entirely. And I was, I was, God, afraid to make any movement, grab my water, do anything. That's and now, amazing. You know, I'm incredibly comfortable, relaxed, inappropriate, all those things. Totally. You know what? I think I, from the start, I was not like that at all. I think the supervisors I had. Well, first of all, I worked in a lot of rehabs and there, if you don't portray like confidence, they just fucking eat you alive. Oh yeah. Those motherfuckers just take you down, oh, especially yeah. when you're running groups. <laughs> I would literally, I would sit in there and be like, I will throw your fucking cell phones out the window if you look at it one more time. Wow. And they were like, God, she's a bitch. But they respected me. At least I think so. I, it's funny. I remember when I started out in residential. That's uh, places where I was working with teens where they live. So they had severe emotional or mental disturbances and they were living at this place and I was working there. And they could absolutely smell that out. Like if you were not authentic and not yourself, right. this is their house and yeah. you're coming to work with them in their house, right. right? And I remember other people that worked there telling me, oh, they need to fear you first. You're trying to get them to like you. Don't do that. Get them to fear you first, then like you. And like, I don't really agree with that necessarily, but I understand it. Yeah. I think it's don't let them know that you have any fear or doubt about right. yourself. Right. If anything. Sure. Right. Like, sure. We're all human, but I mean, to this day, I see therapists with the lack of confidence and being newbie and they don't, you know, if, especially running groups and when they don't project their voices or when they're, I just am like, oh damn, dude. How can it? client feel comfortable that 
the therapist knows what they're doing if they don't. Right. <laughs> right. And I get it when we all start out in the beginning and we're interns and you learn and grow and it's, there's sort of just a time and a place for that. And I've had supervisors, you know, the one people, therapist that I've a supervisor, someone who sort of like guides you and you work under them and who are just, they're just funnier than shit. And they're right. really, they're right. just sort of really, you know, off the cuff too. And I think that gave me my sense of how, how I wanted to be and how I wanted to work. Totally. And that, that I think you develop that over time. It's just getting more comfortable with yourself, being in the room, being with the client. And I understand when, when people call me and they want to help, they want help finding a therapist. They say, I don't want anybody. I don't want any interns. I don't want anybody new. Like, I get it. I mean, they're looking for somebody experienced and seasoned and right. that might be life experience, not necessarily clinical experience. Exactly. I think we talked about that in the round table too, is it's not necessarily about age. It's not necessarily about years of being a therapist. There are interns, people who are not licensed, who have been doing this for quite a while right. or who are right. amazing therapists because that's sort of what they were born to do. They just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Or they, yeah. They have the life experience they've been doing. They know who they are. Yeah. I would say that's a big piece and, and why, you know, you love the, the idea of being in therapy as a therapist. Yeah. Like, Know yourself. Totally. And if you know yourself, sure, you can do anything with confidence. Damn it. I still need to get a new therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and no, I can't be your therapist. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> Speaking of you as an amazing therapist. Uh-oh. Yeah. They want to hear our, our next segment. Well, we can do that. We can get into that. So I think where you guys left off, if you have been with us, then you can ignore the next 12 seconds of what I'm going to say. And if you haven't, all you really know, need to know for this one is that Drew's girlfriend was out of town and we were dealing with some of the anxiety and the triggers and, and the spirals and, and what's going on and, and needing reassurance and, and figuring ourselves out and feeling our own strength in a relationship. And uh, we'll kind of explore that one and be back with you in a little while. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I think my biggest thing this week is like self-confidence. You know, I think we kind of touched on that last week of, of yeah. where I'm at with that. And I think that's my biggest issue right now. Yeah. I, I mean, even being without her for a few days, however long it was, mm-hmm. there was something that shook your confidence and it was in part your frame of reference for what it was like when you're out with your high school friends, right? Yeah. Or that group, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're pulling from your frame of reference, mm-hmm. right? But you're also looking at what am I without her, right? Or I, I only feel confident when I'm with her. Not that she's okay yeah. when I know she's thinking about me, when I know she's committed to me, when I know she's there for me. Yeah. Without any of that, it's I'm alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm alone. I'm not confident. I don't feel safe. I'm not okay in the world. Yeah. We got to create new trails for it that like we were talking about mm-hmm. to kind of prove and show like, wait, I am okay. Yeah. You know, but that takes work. Yeah. You've had a few decades of... <laughs> feeling like you're not okay and thinking that you're not okay. Right. And what feels okay is when I know my mom's taking care of or I can talk to somebody, right? I've got my friends around me. I've got a support system. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm trying to find a good group of friends, but also on the flip side of that, not needing that group of friends the way I need them right now. Because I, I think I do need a support system that kind of like it check and, checks and balances type right. of situation. But I think that like right now, like I can't even help myself. What do you mean by that? Like, 
I've been calling them episodes, and I don't know if that's the right terminology for it, but that's just kind of like what I slap the label on it. Sure. Kind of when I get going on like a train of thought that's like bringing me down, 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 down. It's just kind of like an episode for me. And so I'd like to get to the point where I can kind of, I don't know if I'll ever be like in the middle of it, stop, no, I'm okay, flip it around and turn it around. I don't know. I guess like right now I just, I can't help but go all the way there. What is there? Tell me about an episode. Tell me what happens. um, There's usually a trigger of some sort. So she was out at a bar and she's like, yo, a guy just stole my ring. And I was, I'm like sitting there and I'm like, how the fuck does the guy steal your ring? And so first frame, like first thought was touchy feely, touchy feely, grab it off type of thing. And I still don't, I still have no idea because I kind of didn't want to talk about it with her about like for any reason. Mm. But that kind of triggered me to then be like, oh, well, what's she really doing? Where's she at? Who's she with? Is she lying? Is she telling me the truth? And, and it kind of goes from there. And then I find myself like on a, on a physical level of almost hyperventilating, shaking, clammy, short of breath, just want to get under my blanket and sit there. I know even going like when I'm there, I'm like, yo, I should just get up, go for a walk, do something to kind of get out of this. But I just can't. See, it's hard. I mean, you're, you're describing almost an anxiety attack, if not an attack, mm-hmm. just that anxiety spiral, mm-hmm. you know, just that those thoughts that ruminate, just stay there and just rattle around and drive us nuts. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it will be the what if game that we've talked about. It will be all these scenarios and you have the emotional experience of going through all those scenarios. What if it was touchy-feely? What does that mean? Is she rejecting me? Is she with somebody else? Does she not love me? Am I not lovable? Mm-hmm. You know, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. right? It's like the avalanche. Instead yeah. of carving <laughs> on skis down the trail, you're rolling yeah. you know, and adding to the fucking snowball, right? Yeah. yeah, It's really tough, like you said, to stop in the middle of it, mm-hmm. go back to what you know and be okay, right? Mm-hmm. It's possible, it's just hard to do. And I think you're on the right track with like, whoa, whoa, let me remove myself. Let me do something physical. Let me go for a walk, do some jumping jacks, push-ups, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, something productive. Mm-hmm. It could even be, or I'll just work and I'll start designing stuff that's really cool. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But it's trying to get out of that headspace where we're just spiraling. At the heart of it is something that you did touch on, like that self-confidence, that that idea that I am okay. Mm-hmm. And it's what we've talked about before, knowing I'm okay and feeling I'm okay are two different things. If we're talking about the relationship, mm-hmm. knowing I'm okay with where we are in this relationship or where you know our commitment is or what, okay. Yeah. And I will handle if we're not, mm-hmm. right? Reminding ourselves of that. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about, I haven't even talked to her about some of this stuff. Yeah, and I think while well, I'm thinking about it too, like another big thing in, that plays into like, I think my self-confidence is something I have talked to her about is because I work with her, right. nobody knows about our relationship. You know, like no, like there's probably three people in this entire world, not including my family and her family, wow. that, that actually know we're dating. And so it's like, I think that's the biggest thing for me right now. Like, I don't want to be a secret, you know, cause then I have to hide stuff and like, I have to lie about stuff. And then I have to remember that lie and keep going with it. And like, it's just. So why is it still a secret? I mean, on my end, I don't give a shit if people know. I mean, like, all right, like, I'm not telling you to like, just go scream out 
we're dating, but like, I don't want to, I'm trying my, my best not to even use social media in my life anymore. And I have like the last like two years, which has been like a good thing for me, I think, because then I don't worry about it. And I don't like constantly like what's going on, how many likes am I getting, what are people saying, that kind of thing. But on the flip side of it, it's like, we'll go on a date somewhere and it'd be like a really pretty like view and like, she'd be like, oh, you gotta get out of the picture. And like that for me uh, is like, I, I, you know, and like that, that's the part where it's just like. It doesn't feel good. No, nah, like not at all. Yeah. That, I think that's the worst feeling. Yeah. I'm getting a bigger picture of what's going on. Yeah. You know, or it's coming into focus more because it's yeah. not just. Oh, my girlfriend was out of town and she's hanging out with her high school friends. And I know my high school friends are like, right. you know, you're adding to that. We haven't told anybody, virtually anybody at all. I'm mm-hmm. assuming your roommate knows, yeah. but not many people, certainly not anybody at work. Mm-hmm. That's compounded by when she's taking pictures and posting, she's actively concealing you. Right. 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 And that's that secret thing. That's that. I don't want to be concealed. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't have to advertise it necessarily, but. And I think I read into stuff too, like uh, a little too much. So she posts on Instagram, caption says, hi, hello. And under like where she's at, it's the hello stranger bar. And so to me, that's her saying, hi, hello, stranger. Like, what's up? To anybody that wants to yeah. come and hit on her. And yeah. And that's, I mean, on that sheet, right? Yeah. The, the CBT thoughts, mm-hmm. drawing conclusions, mind reading. Right. Right. We have no idea. She might have just thought it was funny as hell. Right. What's missing for you is, I think, mm-hmm. sort of the freedom to go, hey, baby, mm-hmm. as your comment on it, right. you know, and her commenting back a heart, right. you know, or something like right. that. Right. That's not there. Right. If that is, it changes the tone of it. Right. Totally. Totally. Right? And like, even like just talking about that, like making me like anxious, like I'm, like I'm getting like it. Right now. Yeah. Tell me about that. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I'm nervous. You know, I feel like I'm about to go on stage somewhere and like present something and like, like in front of a big crowd somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's just making me like anxious. Uneasy. Mm-hmm. What would sell it if we just start talking about the Lakers or some shit? <laughs> I don't know because like, I don't know if there is a figuring it out. Let's walk through it. Okay. There is. Yeah. You haven't experienced it before. Right. Or often. Right. Right. Normally you distract and we're not going to talk about the Lakers mm-hmm. and I don't have any weed to give you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else we got, right? But if we walk to it, what you're feeling is I'm nervous. I don't know. It's the uncertainty we've talked about how it would go. Mm-hmm. If you didn't care about it, you wouldn't have that same feeling. Yeah. I tell myself all the time, just don't care. How's that work? Horrible. It never works. Right. Because just... you do care, man. Right. It yeah. is important to you. It is. So let's walk towards that thing, mm-hmm. not away from it. Yeah. Go, yeah, no, I do care. What do you feel strongly about? As Even as I just said that, that post, hey, baby, heart. That, even the thought of seeing that and that coming into fruition, like, that makes sense and it makes me feel better. Tell me about that. Because then it's known. You know, other people know. Nobody else, like, if people want to comment on it, then, like, do your thing. But you know, like, where we stand and, like, what's up. So, like... At that point, I don't care what people say. I care what people say because nobody knows. Okay, so I don't care what they say. It wouldn't affect me or bother me or shake my confidence when they know, when I, when they know where we are, when I know where we are. Mm-hmm. So having that as some solid ground for you is important. 
-hmm. how would how would that solid ground be there what would it take for that solid ground to be there i don't know because i've had that conversation with her too of like i can't do this whole secret thing that much longer i mean i'm 24 and i'm grown you know i'm not in high school i'm not trying to hide this from anybody like if we're in a relationship we're in a relationship and if we're not we're not I don't want to play this in between thing, like, and I just need you to figure out one way or the other where you're at, because. So you have had that talk with her. Yeah, and, and her reply to that is, as long as I'm working here, like, I'm not going to tell anybody. And I'm like, all right, well, what if I leave? But then the other thing I ask myself is like, okay, well, what if I do leave and do all this stuff, and then she just doesn't want to be in a relationship anymore? You know, what if it's just a work boyfriend type of thing, and like that's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I have no, I have no idea what happens if I don't see I have it. no idea. That's the uncertainty. And that's then you start playing the what if game. And you play, of course, the wrong rules. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always do that. Yeah. Either way, we just don't know. Mm -hmm. But we'll give it that unsettling feeling. And that's part of, you know, the somersaults in your stomach that <laughs> were popping up a minute ago. Yeah. And I'd say that there's something that's important to you. And the more we can stand up for that, the more we can state that, mm -hmm. have that be our truth, the less we're going to have those somersaults in our stomach, mm -hmm. the more we're going to feel that solid ground, mm -hmm. and the more confidence we're going to build in ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I want to walk through it because there's some things in here that I, that I can tell you have strong convictions about. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about your convictions, what's mm -hmm. important to you, mm -hmm. where your strength is. Mm -hmm. The basic thing taking down my self-confidence is the fact that I think she doesn't want to tell people. And I don't know why. You know, like there's excuses, there's this, there's well, that. And, and even we can stop there for a second, uh -huh, uh -huh. right? That's the insecurity, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that she doesn't want me. Yeah. And that will feed that Vader voice that I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And that feels like shit. Yeah. And it's constantly being reinforced every time she asks you to move out of the picture, mm -hmm. every time you're different at work, yeah. you can't look at her. Mm -hmm. Somebody else does look at her. Yeah, and I can't say anything about it. Right. And it feeds that, not just, oh, it doesn't feel comfortable. It feeds that I'm not good enough. Yeah. And I'm not okay mm -hmm. because I'm not being myself. I'm not being authentic. Right. I just want us to recognize it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're walking around going, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, the, that comparison thing, mm -hmm. that what if game and the anxiety spirals of she could be doing this, she could be doing that. And it's so uncomfortable mm -hmm. and a lot of work. Yeah. Right? It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's exhausting, man. Yeah. I'm looking for, can we recognize what your conviction is, mm -hmm. where your strength comes from? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, okay. and feeling that and going, yeah. That's what I, you know what I want is we just say, yeah, we're together at work. Yeah. And then we can post and we can do it. And everybody's like, ooh, shockwave, but then it wears off and they're back to work. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal. It's not a life changer. Right. Okay, let me get in the mindset of like, oh yeah, I can't hold your hand. I can't give you a kiss. I can't do all this stuff without having to watch my back. And I think the bigger picture to that worry is I have to do all this stuff just to keep it a secret. You know, and like that's crazy to me. It's not just crazy, but it's invalidating and inauthentic for you. Mm -hmm. And we're asking you to, to feel your self-confidence, mm -hmm. but we're doing things contrary to your integrity. So what are you gonna, you're going to be confident in being not yourself? Right. Impossible. Right. Impossible. Right. 
Yeah. So you're faced with an impossible task. Of course, it's going to be difficult and yeah. exhausting. Yeah. You know, again, to, to go with your convictions, mm-hmm. your integrity, mm-hmm. what would that look like? You know, that's sort of directing the movie, sort of going, yeah, we would just say we're going out. Mm-hmm. Don't make me have to take care of everybody. And I think that's what I'm doing right now. Why do you? Why do I take care of everybody? Why do I feel like I'm taking care of everybody? Both. Why do I? I think that's an innate nature of like my life because nobody really took care of me. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like one of those things where like, I can't say no because everybody said no to me or, or left me or, or didn't help me when I needed it the most. Whether they couldn't or didn't want to, I don't know. But it just kind of like, that's how it always happened. And so now it's like, I never want people to feel the way I felt. And so I have to take care of everybody the best way I can, no matter what that looks like. Like yesterday, and like, again, I'm not rich. Like I'm not, I ain't got money like that by any means. I I woke up yesterday morning with like $400, $450 in my like active account. And then my roommate was short on rent. And so I helped him out 250. And then girlfriend this morning was like, yo, I need $200. Like, I'm short, like, I, I need help, I don't know what to do, I got you. So now I'm chilling with like $7 until Friday. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I have to, like I'm going to see her tonight and like I know she's gonna want to eat and like, I'm gonna want to eat, I want coffee tomorrow. You know, like there's all these other things that like I had that money set aside for to be okay through the rest of the week. And now it's like, I, like, I have nothing, but I feel good about it because everybody else in my life is okay. Mm-hmm. Is that like, does that, I don't know, I, I guess, does that make sense? Does it make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Does it sound like how you want to be? No. Right. And there's there's a reason we fall into that. Mm-hmm. Like you said, no one was there for me, so mm-hmm. I want to be there for everyone else. Right? Mm-hmm. And when I'm not there, shit goes bad. Yeah. If I'm not doing it, my brother's not going to go out there and help my mom. Right. My mom might wind up OD'd. Mm-hmm. My buddy might wind up OD'd, mm-hmm. and they did, yeah. right? So yeah. this shit happens. It goes badly, so I got to be hyper-vigilant. Mm-hmm. And nobody did it for me, but now does it for you? I think I'm getting there. Yeah? I think I'm starting to do it for me. I think I'm realizing that I think more recently than anything, I've really come to the more of like awareness of mm-hmm. that I never help myself, like ne- never help myself. And like, how am I supposed to help people like I help myself? That's my thought process now is like, I got to be the best me I can be. Right. And then I can help people. The oxygen mask on the airplane. Right. Right. Yeah. Put it on yourself before you put it on anybody else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself to be the best you you can be. Right now, you're not taking care of yourself. So you feel like shit. You're trying to take care of everybody else, but you're not taken care of. Mm -hmm. And you are very, very well equipped to take care of somebody. Mm-hmm. But you are last on your list. Yeah. How's that sound? Hearing you say it sounds wild. Like it, it just, like, it doesn't, like, that doesn't make sense. It's true, but it doesn't make sense. Like, it's not rational. I mean, we can make it make sense. Yeah, yeah. With those two big things I talked about, right? right. Nobody did for me, so I want to make sure I do it for everybody else. Okay, but there's, there's a little Drew, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's fucked. Because we're still taking care of everybody else. It's, can we take care of little Drew? Mm -hmm. How would we do that now? Well, we've got the means. Mm -hmm. We can stand up for him. We can be there for him. And he's hurt Mm -hmm. and alone and scared and anxious. 
all those things. Yeah. He's having night terrors. Mm-hmm. And that's a version of you, you know, in psychology, they call it the wounded child. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something from our childhood where there was something missing that we didn't get. There's a wound, whether it's a trauma or not, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. It can just be something that was missing for us that we didn't get and we carry it. And then we get this Vader voice that feeds along and he knows what that weakness is and exploits the shit out of it. Right. Right. Yeah. And then we get rewarded. If I take care of everybody else, not myself, I'm a good guy. I'm the go-to guy. Right. People will call me when they need anything and I could do that and fill their need. And that feels good because I never got that. Right. So that feels good. Right. And I'm wanted that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I get my confidence from that too. You know, in like the, yeah. the people wanting my help is a huge confidence boost for me, but I don't think it's healthy. Like, how, does it, how does it boost the confidence? What does it say to you? gives me worth you know it gives me like a solidified like okay they were thinking about me in this situation to ask help to yeah. and that feels good how are you at asking for help horrible why i mean the first word that popped in my head was weakness but mm. i'm learning that it's not a weakness i'm learning that i mean it took me 23 and a half years to come here you know and like i've needed this for a lot longer than that but i think i'm understanding that it's okay to ask for help Mm. and it's okay to be vulnerable like that it's just i don't always want to be asking for help and always being vulnerable always being like a pity party sure you know and so like i'm trying to balance it out with people in my life where it's like yeah and there's there's that that word always you know whenever i hear those big words Mm -hmm. always never everything nothing that's that black or white thinking and anything other than being self-sufficient or not ever asking for help feels like I'm always mm-hmm. needing this, always needing that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not the case, yeah. but we're in that black or white world. So I, I like that you're saying, yeah, no, I want to find that middle. Mm-hmm. It will feel to you like I'm always asking for help or like I always need reassurance, you know, whatever it might be. It's the pendulum swinging and it's going to swing pretty far that way where it feels like always in order for it to kick back the other way. And eventually it'll, it'll land somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be moving, yeah. but it'll land somewhere in that gray in that middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're striving for that, but it's going to be a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like skiing out of bounds. Like, Whoa, this is crazy. Right. Yeah. We're going to have that sensation with some of this. Yeah. And we've got to be willing to take that risk mm-hmm. to ask for help pretty cool that you recognize yeah i like that people can ask me for help i feel confident with that Mm -hmm. there's somebody that needs your help more than anybody it's that wounded little drew yeah and there's somebody that's incredibly capable Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah right why are you laughing because it's it's a dichotomy of sorts you know it's like it's the same thing and i should be able to help myself it's hard though yeah i mean i should be able to help myself yeah we need some practice with that. Mm-hmm. We need to walk through it a little bit. It feels different and awkward and it's not as easy. It's easier to go somewhere else or just suck it up yeah. or to help somebody out. Like easier to get those, those moments of feeling good somehow else. Yeah. Right? Cause I, I think it makes me busy too. You know, I, I think when I can kind of tie myself up with helping people, one, it gives me the reassurance that I'm wanted. And then two, I'm not worrying about the others that I got to worry about. And so it's like a perfect, cocktail of like masking everything without having to like deal with my shit totally because then i don't have time for my shit 
Totally. And it's way better. Like, right. It's easier. It's way easier. I shouldn't say better. It's way easier that way. It is in the short term. Yeah. In the long term, it's way fucking harder. Way. Mm-hmm. Great. I got $7 tomorrow to figure out my shit out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'll do it. And yeah. I'll figure it out. And I'm good at that. I'm resourceful. I can do it. I can do anything, man. I'm yeah. a fucking Green Beret. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I'll put myself in that mode because I've tended to everybody else's needs and made sure they're all okay. Yeah. Man, if we could apply that to ourselves. But I'll tell you, one of the hardest concepts to understand, I don't know if we've talked about it, so I'll ask this to you and mm-hmm. see what comes up for you. Okay. When I say the word compassion, what do you think of? Love. And that's really about it. What does it mean? It just means uh, love, period? Yeah, and I think that's uh, understanding, being there, you know, um, wholeheartedly understanding, you know, not not understanding what you want to understand, but understanding where somebody's coming from. And it's it's directed at whoever comes to you or whoever's talking to you, or yeah, I think I think compassion you can have for anything, you know, anything and anyone. I mean, I find compassion anywhere from people to work to driving down the road. Yeah. You know, I, I think you can find compassion in like a lot of different things. I just think it's kind of where your heart's at and like where you want to be and like how you want people to feel. I love that. I really do. I think that's a great description. I think yeah. you're spot on. One thing that I'll add to that, which many of us don't think about initially, because compassion we think is, you know, directing it to whoever needs our help, whatever animal, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, guy cuts us off on the freeway you know whatever it might be yeah right but what about compassion for self yeah i just i don't know what that is i i'm like yes agreed i just like if you were like what is that i'm like use your definition and just apply it to yourself but we go no 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 i don't need that no no no, i'm not no 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 i'll go last put me down last on the list let me take care of everybody else let me show compassion for everybody and everything else yeah first yeah what about little drew but I don't, I don't know what little Drew needs. You know, it's easy when other people ask for help because like, I need this and I'm like, done, got it. There's a lot of how you are. Is that scared kid? Hi, hello. You're smiling. Why? Because I feel like you said it and I feel like it instantly came back. Like that, that anxious, unsure feeling. Like I just like. I, yeah, that's little Drew. And you weren't feeling that. I mean. When we first talked about it, you were like, oh, yeah, stop. I can feel it right now. How were you that the whole other time that we'd been talking? It, so when I, I'll put it like this. When I walked in, I was at like a two, maybe a three. Set it, went up to like a nine, maybe a ten. Wow. Kind of came back to like a five or a six. And I'm kind of steady at like an eight. Right. Because we just spiked it that way. Yeah. We just looked at, you know, we were moving towards it. We can still hit this yeah. and bring it back down. Yeah. Five minutes, we'll do it. Yeah. No problem. Right? Yeah. And it's a weird thing for how it works like that, mm-hmm. how anxiety works and that spike and what happens. Because it's sometimes it's just sort of like a like blushing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You just get this flush. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of, it's this wave that comes over you. Yeah. And when I said hi, hello the second time, think about it being little Drew. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do two things. We're going to go with what is little Drew saying? What does little Drew need? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go, all right, what does Big Drew, the compassion, mm-hmm. what can he say? But first, before we do that, tell me a little Drew. What does he need? Well, he needs reassurance, understanding, and it's the word I'm looking for. I want to say self-awareness in the sense of like, it will be okay. 
What's that reassurance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, yeah, you can yeah. put those together. I would yeah. say that's about it. Yeah, big things, but little like yeah. small. And because he's feeling completely alone, alone, mm-hmm. unsettled, maybe unsafe. Yeah. So I mean, your very definition of compassion mm-hmm. and how you described that when I first said it, mm-hmm. again, spot on. Mm-hmm. So let's apply that to big Drew. What would we say from that compassionate place? I have no idea. It's hard. Yeah. If it were a friend coming to you, yeah. it would be a little easier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, my girl just said this thing. Like, people don't know that I'm with her. And like, like you're just hanging me out. Like, what? Oh, it felt awful. Yeah. What would you say to me? I tell you that she loves you and like, it's going to be all right. She'll be home in a couple of days. And don't worry about it because it's all in your head. Come on, let's go get a burger or something. Yeah. You know, like, let's go, let's go hang out. Let's not worry about that because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it's on my mind. I can't shake it. Yeah, let's go do something fun. What do you want to do? So occupy my mind with something else. Yeah. What about that feeling? What if that feeling comes back? What do I do with that? I, I have no idea. Well, I'll try this one. I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'll try to be the voice. Big Drew. Yeah. And see how that works. Yeah. Like, well, you know, maybe it's the kind of thing that, you can talk to her about again mm-hmm. because it sounds like it's really important to you mm-hmm. to have a sense of security in your relationship yeah. and to know where you stand mm-hmm. and to have that sort of question mark answered. Yeah. And that idea of doesn't have to be going public and splashing social media with it, but right. at least not concealing it. Yeah. Like that, that'd be cool. Maybe, maybe we can move towards that because that sounds really important to you. Yeah. I would, I would say almost most important right now. Yeah. And if we listen to that and go like, right, that's your integrity. Mm-hmm. Is it wants that? Yeah. That's the stability. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So this, this situation, that post, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is just a way of saying, oh, you don't have the stability right now. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. But it's one of those things where You've heard me say this. It gives us a roadmap to integrity. Right. My integrity says, I don't want to conceal this. Mm-hmm. I need that burden lifted. Mm-hmm. I need to just be. Yeah. That's important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad at least we recognize that. Yeah. Where's anxiety right now? Low. Low? Low. Like back down to maybe five? I'm like, I'm like a three or a four. feel better. It's still definitely there, but it's yeah. not overwhelming. How crazy is that, dude? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That it spikes and goes that up and down like that. That it can get triggered by things where we're feeling uncertain, where we're feeling not okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's there's that intellectual level that you know that I've said to you, like, is this thing unsafe or does it remind me of when I felt unsafe? Right? Yeah. There's that thing. We, we get that. But then this work that we're talking about, the having compassion for it, listening to that little Drew voice of who needs something and what is needed. Yeah. And that big Drew voice. Um, here's what's important. Here's what we can do. Yeah. You start smiling. Yeah. Why? <laughs> so random. Have you seen the Keanu Reeves meme that's been going around? It's a big Keanu and a little Keanu. No. <laughs> I got to check that out. I'll, I'll send it to you when I find it. There's a, there's a little comic strip, like a one panel thing that is brilliant. It's like floated around therapists for a long time. Mm-hmm. Superman on a therapist's couch wearing full gear his tights <laughs> yeah. in his cape crying going saying to his therapist when is it my turn yeah 
I feel that for sure. I know you do. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, I guess two answers to that. One is somebody else needs to put on the cape. Yeah. And two is sometimes we need to take the cape off. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Take the cape off is I don't have to be there for everybody and help everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Find that middle. Yeah. Not that black or white. Find that middle. Yeah. I think that'd be a good thing for me to kind of like work on and, and kind of figure out what that looks like. And just, I just got to test it out. I got to see what happens and, and how it works. And yeah. No, number one, just the awareness of it. If you can recognize little Drew, that's great because it gives you some separation from, oh my God, I'm so anxious about it. It's yeah. going to be, oh, little Drew is feeling totally anxious. To, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's more rational. That's like you said, I don't know how to stop that in the middle or in the moment. Right. Well, okay. Well, let's just recognize what it is and that will help separate it a little bit. Yeah. And then the, the compassion you can show for everybody else, trying to show that for yourself. Yeah. So thinking a lot about compassion for self. Mm -hmm. That's going to be important. And just that feeling big true, because that is you, yeah. is going, right, what's important to me? Mm -hmm. My integrity, being able to do this, being, yeah, that's important to me. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to go out there and fucking hammer it into everybody. <laughs> yeah. But it's, no, I need to recognize that that feels strong. Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I like it, man. I like it. <laughs> Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> I'm trying not to say, what did you think? And I'm trying not to say, it was amazing. Well, sometimes it isn't. Okay. This, this was fucking horrible. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it was all right. It was good. Great. What did you think <laughs> about the content of the session? Let's discuss. All right. Okay. So again, with, with your clients in your sessions. And I know we don't hear all of it and the stuff in the beginning necessarily, but I really like how he can say, okay, so what I think I want to focus on this week is, you know, right. And I don't get right. a, a lot of that necessarily. Or his version of that. I think my biggest thing right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. My biggest thing this week is, or my right. biggest thing right now is so totally. this week it was self-confidence, Yep. which, uh, such a big thing and issue and for everyone forever and ever. In all different areas of our lives. Yeah, especially in the context of a relationship, because that's just going to show you yourself and expose a lot of those things. And if you have the benefit of being in therapy, you get to work through a lot of that when it comes up. Totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that we can have self-confidence in relationships and then you hit a relationship where you don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And there is a mm -hmm. very good reason for that. Where, right. And I don't want to say where the other person doesn't make you feel safe. Because we all know someone else can't not make you feel safe. But well, where, I don't feel safe around this person. Yes, right? where there yeah. is, where that's a thing. And all of a sudden your self-confidence is shot and you are like beaten down and you, you know, where all of a sudden it's, we can become shells of who we really are. And it's fucking crazy to watch it unravel. Totally. And man, hearing some of the stuff that he said, how people don't know about their relationship. Right. And how she's like, uh, can you get out of this picture? Right. Maybe I shouldn't say it so judgmentally, but I'm, I do, <laughs> I'm protective of you, Drew Drew. It shows him something. And that's kind of what we were driving at that we think if we're in a relationship and that's how I'm being treated, then it must be my fault or it's doing something to me. And there goes my confidence. 
we don't think that it's the other person and some of their own issues right. that we don't have to take ownership of, right? And I, I know you guys haven't been in working together that long, necessarily. I do find it interesting, though, that he hasn't revealed any of this to you yet, how she'll say to him, like, can get you out get of out of the picture? Right. I heard the pause in you. Right. And yep. I heard the pause in you of, holy fuck, and also, wait, what? You know, kind of like, and then also not not wanting to judge, which I get it. Yeah. It's not about judgment. And remember going back to when I used to say, um, he has good values. It's good according to him yes. or good integrity, yeah, like yeah, yeah. according to his integrity. Any judgment from me because I'm present with him would come from, wait, she's telling you to get out of the picture. That's contrary to your integrity absolutely, and how you want to be in a relationship. Yes. There's something incongruent there. Right. right? And also him trying to work on his self-confidence while being told, I don't want to tell anybody about us. And also you can't be in my photo. Right. That's not even sending a mixed message. That's a message. Yeah. Boo boo. I was like, mm, right. no, Yeah. you could be in my photo. <laughs> like sad. And you know, look, I get it. There's, it's all food for thought. There's multiple sides to everything. And also sure. I, it just made me sad and he was very clear about not wanting the relationship to be a secret. Right. And said it to her. Yeah. And then said, and then I thought about leaving the job. Right. And I was like, oh, hell fuck no. Right. And when he brought up, well, what if this is just a work boyfriend thing? And I was like, what in the motherfuck? Yeah. And it just so many, I mean, I'm glad he, I was glad that he looked at all those different angles of it. And I just thought, you know, how many of us, go through all this because we want to be with that person and, and him, you guys talking in the very beginning about what am I without her and what am I when I'm alone? And right. the truth is like, who are we really when without other people? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really trying to find the strength in ourself. And if we have that, that's our self, that's our self-confidence from that place sure, I can be with anybody or not be with anybody. And if I'm with somebody, then we compliment each other and that's wonderful and that's great. When you're codependent, when you need them to attach to you or to give you something, then you know that's not self-confidence, that's getting it from them. I had this conversation with a client yesterday. And again, like I am 45, I, I get it. When she's probably 20 years younger, and she was referencing a conversation she had had with somebody else around my age. Hmm. And she was saying, how, how are you okay being single? Something to that effect. And I said, you know, when people ask you, cause she just had a big breakup and people, I'm sure people ask you all the time. People ask me all the time, how are you single? And I started realizing the question that I'm going to ask them is, Ugh, how are you married? <laughs> or ugh, how are you in a relationship? Or ugh, how do you have kids? Well, like, I, would, I would jump in and go, well, how how is somebody single? Because they're potentially, this isn't always true, but because they're confident and comfortable with that's themselves. What I'm saying. And they could be with anybody. hundred percent. You can do that in a marriage. You can be confident in yourself sure. and be an individual. It's actually called interdependence, not codependence, right. not independence. And that's sort of what what Drew and I were talking about a little bit and we kind of drove at that idea of, especially he was doing a lot of mind reading and a lot of like, oh, she must be thinking this and this much and, and it spirals him out. 
And that idea of he's so worried about being rejected by others. Totally. So he puts on that face, which we've talked about before, to be accepted by them, but he's rejecting himself. Right. And doesn't even see that. 100%. Right. The thing is, is what does it say about us if we are single? Why is there something wrong with that? Like, guess what? I have a fucking great time. (laughs) Right. Like, and for everyone out in the world, like, I think there's this idea that we're supposed to be, it says something's wrong with us if we are. And I literally am starting to realize or I have realized it's great. And there are times, like at some point, sure, do I want to have a partner? Like eventually, yeah. And also I want you to be in a, live in a separate room. <laughs> like I want you to live in a separate room. I want you to right. maybe even like live on the other coast sometimes. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we had separate bathrooms. That was that was key for oh, us, right? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it, it's something that a lot of, I talk to a lot of single people and people that are thinking about, you know, a relationship or getting married or what that's like. And they think they have to give up so much. Totally. You know, in order to be with somebody. And like, nope. n- no, you, no, you don't. You don't have to. No. You can be with somebody and bring yourself independently totally. as an individual to that. Yeah. And I right? love you saying interdependence 100% right. because you are, you can still be you and you can still, you both bring things to the table. You have your life, they have their life, you have a life together. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, that's the confidence that he's talking about is who are we without other people? Like, we are ourselves. We're great. We're amazing. And we're empowered. Right. And this is something, I don't know when I throw this at him, but my favorite relationship books ever written are written by this guy named Shel Silverstein, who if you don't know him, go, then, get, go get to know him. Please. Shel Silverstein is known for writing like kids books and poetry books and the missing piece and the missing piece meets the big O. I have those both in my house. They're phenomenal books. And I give them to clients sometimes. It's like, these are the best relationship books, read them and figure out what they mean and read them with your partner if you want and and talk about it. And because it, it really is just amazing in terms of the idea of interdependence, the idea of not finding somebody to be your missing piece, right? that you are whole without it. You know, something we've talked about before, you're beautiful no matter what, like already. Yep, right? 100%. Yeah. Okay, and one of the other things that you guys talked about was him taking care of other people. Right. And not taking care of himself. And I'm guessing a lot of you guys can relate to that also. Not asking for help. Can you relate to that, Doug? No. You do ask for help? <laughs> no, you don't. I, I, I do it all myself. I'm self-contained. I don't need anybody or anything. I can take care of everything. You and me Leave both. Me alone. Go away. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I think we can all relate to that. And there's you know, something else that he hit in this was that idea of, I never want anybody to feel the way that I did. Mm-hmm. So I'm always going to be there for them. I'm always going to protect them. I'm always going to do this. And, you know, that that's where I was kind of driving at, like, what about you? His little Drew. It, it's that idea of the wounded child, you know, which we study a lot. Go ahead. No, I, can see you I out of your well, because seat. I didn't understand when you said hi, hello. Oh, oh, oh. Because do, do you remember it now? Do you get it? No. Okay, so there was a a bar. Uh, I think it's called the Hello Stranger. Is the name of the bar, and she Instagrammed a picture of herself outside the bar, and the caption said, hi, hello. 
and he got triggered. Oh. Because he thought that was, hi, stranger, come see me at this bar, right? Yes. Yes. Right. And then he said he wanted to write hi or something. I said, what's wouldn't missing, it be nice? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just say, hey, baby, you know, yeah. and she wrote a little heart. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would be their way of saying hi, hello to each other. But instead, he thought she was advertising to strangers. Hi. Hello. Here I am. I'm at this bar. Come check me out. Was she? Maybe. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. And I think the key is we don't know. Right. And unless he says hey, I don't know what this means. That's why we were trying to pick apart the mind reading. Totally. Right? And for him, if that is important to him, one thing he can recognize is that she does not share that right now. Because mm -hmm. she does not want him in that picture. She is not going to go, hi, hello, hashtag Drew. You know? And that's something that does bother him. And it's okay to be an individual, but she's doing it in a way that, invalidates their relationship and him. Yeah, I know. Made me sad. Yeah. So we can go back to that idea of the wounded child. Yeah. Right? And it's something that I think he totally understood. And it's a lot of why I don't go into things too clinically and make it so dry. Yeah. Right? Is it's easier just to get a client to relate to that idea of, you know, little Drew. Little Drew is somebody who had a wound, you know, had something that happened to him and it hurts and he'll remember that and he'll constantly try to protect from that. And that's where that, that clinical or that critical voice, that Vader voice comes from is trying to protect from that, trying to make sure that's his thing about, I never want anybody to feel what I did. Right. And like, okay, that's great. You're a wonderful protector, but can we protect ourselves? Yeah. He needs to put his fucking oxygen mask on first right? or Everyone else is going to die. Good analogy. You I should use that. You said it. <laughs> and. They stick with you. Don't, I mean, that's people say like, I use so many analogies. It's because this shit sticks with you. Totally right? sticks. Oh my God. He busted out so many of your analogies. I think it was in the next one that I noticed that I couldn't remember, but he was like, yeah, you know, when I don't remember what he said, but I was like, ah, look at that. Well, I love that. Cause that's, you know, sometimes clients make fun of me for having like such heavy repetition or having like names for everything and stories for everything. When they come back and they're saying things like, yeah, I was totally green beret this week. I'm like, fuck, this shit's working. So good. Right. Like, it's amazing. Love great. It. We're thinking about it. And Love it's, it. I mean, nobody, I, not many people, I'm not going to say nobody. Ooh, like he did. Right. Not many people like the idea of going, oh, I could feel my critical voice, like being so mean to my wounded child. So I, I'm like, that's the stuff that you see on TV and film where you mm -mm. just hate those freaking therapists. I don't even say it myself. And no offense to those therapists. They're great too. Some. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't use those words. I don't use that vernacular because it just doesn't come naturally to me. So. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because earlier we were talking about self-confidence. And one thing that I asked him in this episode which is a concept I love. And I think you knew this. I don't know that he certainly didn't. And I don't know if our listeners did, but when I asked him about compassion mm. and what that meant, yeah. the whole time he's talking about that, I knew I was talking about compassion for yourself. Yeah. And that's where I was going with it. Yeah. But I wanted him to see what it means and think about it that way. I mean, that's sometimes where 
we're not deceiving our clients, but we're guiding them towards something in a way where they can actually have it click in and, and make sense. Right? He was literally like, what do you mean? Right. You're like, well, why don't you just take what you just said and apply it to yourself? He's like, no comprendo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that idea of compassion for yourself is not one that most of us think about. We think about compassion outward totally for other people. Right. And we don't apply those same rules to ourselves at all. So I think getting him to think about it, first think about compassion. Because if I just asked him, what does it mean to have compassion for yourself? He'd probably go, I don't know. Right. And compassion is a huge thing for me. I really try to emphasize it, compassion and not judgment as much as possible. Right. It's, I think we've lost a lot of that in this world. And it's not that it doesn't exist. I think we just need reminders Yeah. for ourselves, for others, whatever it is. And I do think sometimes the more we can find it for ourselves, then we can find it for others. Yeah, I agree with that. It's hard. Um, I just need to quickly say, Drew, please stop giving your last dollars away. Because. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the martyrdom. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about in the tattoo episode a few weeks ago, that idea of, you know, what would Jesus do? Yeah. Right. The WWJD. Oh, and just that, sure, sure. Right. That mentality of I will sacrifice myself for others. I will save others. It's hard because martyr has this negative connotation. I guess religiously it's not negative, right? Well, I mean, it's dying for what you believe in, right? Or sacrificing for what you believe. And it's at the sacrifice is putting yourself out there and absorbing it you know, or, or, or letting it happen to you so that someone else can be okay. I mean, it's how we translate it to now. Well, and to what extent though, because it was interesting when he, I think you were asking him, like, what does it do for you? And he was saying, I don't know if he actually said, it makes me feel like the man, but something he said, it makes me feel needed. It makes me feel good that people come to me. Right. And he said, I'd rather her ask me for help than anyone else. And he said something about, it makes me feel like they're thinking about me when they well, ask me for help. Right. And that I have value, that I have worth. Right. And that's my, my self-worth depends on yeah. others needing me. That's right. how I get it. Right. Right. So Drew, don't keep giving away your money. Right. <laughs> because it's, you can, you have worth and value to other people. You can help other people by showing up without money. Totally. Totally. But it, it's, it's partly like, that's, that's where he feels that, that sense of worth. And he gets that if I'm giving to others, I've done good. Mm-hmm. I feel good. But that's by virtue of giving up yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in part a very noble thing, I think. What are you looking up, Doug? Um, something about Jesus? No, not, not exactly. I was just looking up. I was trying to remember. There's a line from a song that I loved in my head. Uh, by Massive Attack called Protection. And I was trying to think of the female singer. I think it was the girl from Everything But The Girl. And I want to say her name's Tracy Thorne, but I could be totally wrong. Sure. Um, go with it because I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll have our fact checker get on that. Yes. But it's uh, stand in front of you, I'll take the force of the blow, protection. Aww. And it's, it's, it's that noble thing. Like I, I would take a bullet for that person, you know? And that's that's what I think of, you know, when he's so diligent about protecting others. But you can't take a bullet for everybody. No, you can't take a bullet for anybody without getting shot. 
That is fucking deep. Right. <laughs> I mean, and then you're shot. Great. I think you need to coin that, trademark <laughs> that, whatever. That's the old uh, 100% of the shots you don't take don't go in, right? It's a similar thing. Like if you don't do something, it won't happen. But this is the, well, if you do something, it is happening. And do you realize you just got shot? I'm stuck on this. Yeah. If you you can't take a bullet for anybody without getting shot. I think that's the name of a song or a book or a movie. I don't know. So or I can't maybe, trademark it? No, not. <laughs> I think that has the potential to be. Oh, cool. You know, it's funny. I was complete non sequitur. I was just talking with my sister. We were looking at a pink brain, like from our logo, the, the pink brain. Yeah. And I think she said jokingly, like, yeah, it's sort of like Pink Freud. Like, wow, how has nobody thought of Pink Freud? Oh, my God. And um, I was like, I'm sure somebody has. She's like, that's got to be a band. I'm like, I know it, it's got to be. It's already out there. And it is. And we looked up, there's a, an album cover that has the, the triangle with the little prism effect from Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. Pink Floyd, that says Pink Freud. Dark side of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? I'm going to need to get that print or album cover and put it in my office. Right. I'm looking it up right now, guys. Hold on. It's hilarious. Speaking of looking things up, one thing I kind of said to him towards the end, bringing it back to something of substance that we were talking about. We're, this um, is all substance. Of course. Is that uh, comic that, that, I don't know what you call it when it's just a one panel comic like they have in the New Yorker or something. This might've been from the New Yorker. It was Superman on a therapist couch crying saying, when is it my turn? And I think that the real caption is, when is it my turn to be saved? Mm. And the idea being sometimes you got to take off the cape. Yes. Right. Yep. And that's, we can post that comic panel. As thing. we shall. Yeah. On our website. But I, I love that. And that's, I remember that comic being on my mom's door when she was a therapist and it's something that, oh yeah, it it stuck with me for a long time, but it's very, very true. And it it seemed to apply to Drew here also, just that idea of doing so much for so many other people because we think that takes care of us. It doesn't. We still need some support in that too. A hundred percent. Yeah. So what did you find on your Google? I'm. That's why we need a a fact checker with a laptop right here. I found it, but I'm. (laughs) I found the t-shirt, but I literally want to find an album cover that I can frame and put in my office. This is happening, you guys. <laughs> Don't kid. Like literally as we're podcasting, it's no, no, there we go. I'm ordering it. Hang on. Let me put in my credit card information. I'm Say it out loud. Literally. Code yep. And the expiration. It's happening. Um, Speaking of happening, any more that we wanted to say of what was happening in this one? Or should we gear them up no, for next week? No, gear up. All we're right. moving on. Well, next week, buckle up because we go more into the relationship and take a deeper dive. And something that I love that we get to do is processing some of this stuff in real time during the session as it's coming up for them. So challenging some thought patterns, which you heard me do a little in this one with the the mind reading, but we get into that a little more and in, in the issues of self-worth and, and such. And another one of my analogies that I love using all the time that I can't talk about now because you don't know what we're saying. No. Nope. I will in a week. Yep. So stick around, check out the website. Let us know what you're thinking. If you have any questions, Doug will answer them all. Absolutely. See ya. Bye.